Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier, and I am at Calvary Chapel Aurora uh, today. I've been blessed to be up here uh, today. We had a pastor's breakfast, and then also Calvary Aurora is hosting an Expositors Collective for those 18 to 34. So I've been blessed to participate in both uh, today. Thank you so much for listening to Calvary Live. I hope that you're having a great Friday afternoon. The heart and purpose of our show is to give you an opportunity to call in with your questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. I know for me personally, I love being able to talk about real things, things that are on your heart. So if you've been reading the Word and you've got a question or you've got a question about something that you've heard, please give me a call. We'll get into God's Word uh, together. Also, if you've got a question about a situation that you're going through uh, in your life, we'll get into God's Word. We'll pray together. So please give me a call, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text. A text is a great way way to be part of uh, today's show, 720-336-0897, a short text of uh, what your question is or what your uh, prayer request is. I wanted to encourage you today out of a promise that Jesus gives to us out of Hebrews 13 verse 5. Uh, It says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with the things that you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And what a wonderful promise that Jesus gives to us, the promise of his presence, that he will never leave us and that he will never uh, forsake us. And a lot of things change in our lives. A lot of things come and go, but Jesus remains the same. And whatever you're going through today, he is with you. And the exhortation that the scripture gives us is because Jesus is with us, because he is enough, his love and his grace, his death and, and resurrection, we can be content with the things that we have. Whether we've been blessed, we abound, or are we abase, we can be content because Christ is enough and he satisfies us. So know that your good shepherd is with you today. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. We do have all of our lines open. The number to call is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. We'd like to welcome our listeners on the East Coast and Hope FM and Truth FM, thank you guys for for listening. Feel free to call in and participate on today's show. And also we want to welcome all of our listeners online as well, listening on the internet, and of course those here in Colorado. The number is 303-690-3000-303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Again, this is Pastor Eric Cartier. I pastor in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary, but blessed to be at Calvary Chapel Aurora today, live in studio today. And we are ready to take your calls, 303-690-3000. Our lines are open. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. 
Maybe there's a challenge that's taking place in, in your marriage and you would like prayer. Feel free to, to call in or you're having a difficulty with one of your kids. I know oftentimes uh, challenges are inside of our own homes and the enemy loves to attack our own homes. So we would love to be able to, to pray with you and to share God's word with you. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. A text question that has just come in uh, says, I have been divorced uh, for seven years, but what does God say about getting remarried? Uh, it is uh, allowed. Is it allowed? So we find uh, Jesus giving uh, his instruction to us on divorce and remarriage in Matthew 18 and also 1 Corinthians 7. And in Matthew 18, uh, Jesus tells us uh, that the only reason for a divorce is because of sexual immorality. Um, and so if there has been uh, sexual immorality, uh, there is a freedom to get uh, remarried. Also in 1 Corinthians uh, 7, uh, it tells us that if the unbelieving uh, spouse departs, that you're at peace. And, and I believe that the Lord is allowing for uh, remarriage. We, we have to remember that God is a, a God of grace. And, and maybe you didn't know Christ is your Savior during that time of, of divorce. And this is a very uh, detailed question with, with lots of, of many layers. Uh, but I would encourage you to read Matthew 18 and 1 Corinthians 7, as well as to uh, spend time with your pastor. Uh, sit down with them one-on-one and, and go through this uh, question because there there is a, a lot of elements to it. So uh, thank you for sending in uh, that uh, text question. Let's uh, jump over to our phone lines and let's go to uh, line one to Isaiah and Broomfield. Isaiah, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. You bet. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, doing a lot better. <clears throat> um, the whole year has been a rough, rough ride for me, and there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot going on, but it's really it's just my marriage and my family. Um, I actually heard you on the radio. So my wife and I got into some arguments, and it led to... Well, led to me going to jail. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, the, the police came and and they didn't. There was no, there was no question about it. They just they wanted to put me in jail. So, mm-hmm. um, I didn't go. Um, I I left I left the house. They, they they kicked me out on a mandatory protection order and all this other stuff. And then, um. It took almost like a week to issue warrant, and I turned myself in and went overnight. And then when I went to court, the judge was there. They rescheduled, and I couldn't I couldn't take the emotional roller coaster anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, the enemy was like chasing me in fear, and I, I went all the way to Mexico, <clears throat> and I came back. Um, got really just weighed heavy on my heart. I felt convicted for running all this and it just <clears throat> so I came back. Um okay. left my car in the desert and I hiked I hiked across the desert. <laughs> hmm. My car got stuck. Like it's just it's a long it's a long story, man. Yeah, but yeah. I've been to jail a few times and you were you were on the radio talking about somebody called in actually and asked about divorce. And 
you're kind of talking about the same thing you just you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And the guy, I guess the guy asked if we're believers, like, should we begin divorce? And, that, and he said he's very careful not to hmm. counsel to divorce. And yeah, um, you read some scripture. You read some scripture from, gosh, I think it was Matthew 18. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about Jesus, though. He says God's heart really is for covenant. Yeah. And that even if if a believer is divorced, that God's heart is still in that covenant. And and if they divorce, and then, you know, he's saying that the spouse, if a man remarries her, he commits adultery with her. And, like, I went farther. I read Malachi, too, and, mm-hmm. like, it talks about unfaithfulness. It talks about that God made two one flesh for a godly seed. Right. And so he hates divorce in Malachi, too. And it really just convicted my heart because we were mm. talking about divorce and that, and we're both believers. And mm. but you know, I mean, I fell into pornography, and I mean, um, I'm devastated by what I, what I did. Yeah, I hate it. So Isaiah, let me ask I, you. I repent. Yeah. So, <laughs> let me ask you this, Isaiah. How are things going now? There's they're fragile. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My wife told me she's willing to work on it, but we, you know, we're, we talked about like courting all over again. Yeah. And I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do whatever it takes because I don't want to get divorced. Yeah. I mean, I love her. And God really put us together. We, we prayed and taught the Lord before we ever decided that we were going to court. Yeah. And well, I'm really glad that you called, and I want to pray for you. And there's there's always hope in Christ, and He's a God of restoration and redemption. And want to encourage you to you know press into the Lord and press into your local church and and get that counsel and, and allow someone to come alongside of you. But but Jesus does really want to restore your marriage. Um, and so yeah, let's let's pray together. Thank okay. You very much. Yeah. Okay. Father, I thank you for Isaiah, and I thank you, Lord, how you have convicted him, and you've been speaking to him, even in times where he was running away, and you can hear that conviction in his heart towards you for his marriage, and Lord, you tell us you're able to take a heart of stone and make it into a heart of flesh, and I pray for his heart and his wife's heart that their their hearts would be soft towards you and soft towards one another, and that you would open up doors of communication uh, with each other. And you would really rebuild their marriage, and it would be better uh, than it's been before. And Lord, as Isaiah, you know, is broken over things that he's done and things that he's been caught up in, we thank you, Jesus, that you died for him, that you rose again, and you've paid the penalty for sin, and you have the power to, to set us free from sin. And may you continue to to call him by name, Lord, and just confirm your love afresh uh, to him. So we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. You bet. Well, thanks for calling, Isaiah, and I'll be praying for you, okay? Thank you. Yeah, you bet. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? 
I'm good. I have a prayer request for a friend. I'm not going to mention her name or any details, really, but the Lord knows. But she's going to have surgery on Monday. And, and I just like prayer that everything would be successful because it's a rather complicated surgery, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, you bet. I'd love to pray for that. Let's let's pray together. Father, we thank you uh, for uh, Bianca's friend, and as she's having this complicated uh, surgery, Lord, we know that you care, and we ask that you would bless the surgery, bless the hands of the the doctor and all the nurses and all the medical team that's going to be involved. And Lord, we also pray for your healing hand, your supernatural touch uh, to be upon her friend's life and, and that everything would go, go great and you would receive the glory. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Bye. You bet. God bless you. I want to jump over and uh, take this text that has come in. It says, I also uh, divorced, left the Lord to do it, did remarry, and came back to the Lord. I have a wonderful husband who loves God. But I feel like it's been hard to feel forgiven and feel like challenges are often punishments or consequences for my sins. Thoughts also feel guilt like God won't forgive me because I took advantage uh, of grace. Um, so uh, it's very, very important to, to know and understand that, that we don't sin to receive grace, but in fact, what we do sin, that God's grace is available to us. And I think of 1 John uh, 2, 1, where John writes and says, I've write these things to you so that you will not sin, but if you do sin, you have an advocate with Jesus Christ, uh, the righteous. And God's heart for you is not to live in condemnation uh, in your marriage, because Jesus has paid the price uh, for your sin. He, he paid the price for you when uh, you you departed from the Lord to to divorce, and when we don't receive the forgiveness of God, we're failing to see the f- sufficiency of Christ uh, upon the cross, and we overcome that that sin through the blood of the Lamb, through that sacrifice uh, of Jesus Christ. And I think it's God's heart for you to know uh, that God is a God who restores, and it it, it is His His grace uh, and and blessing you with a husband that loves the Lord. So. I want to pray for you and pray that God would just uh, really fill you with with uh, his love. So, Father, I thank you for this listener that sent in this text that uh, is living in condemnation in the past. And we thank you, Jesus, that you you died for our sins and you rose again. And that they would know your forgiveness and, and know your grace and you are restoring uh, their life. So, would you protect them? Protect them from Satan who loves to accuse. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for those questions. I know those are very honest and real questions and really do appreciate you sending those in. Again, the number to call is 303-690-3000. Also, you can text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Joseph in Philadelphia. Joseph, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Great. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, you bet. Um, so, um, in regards of the Bible, is there any mentioning about uh, upcoming prophets by any chance? Now, give me a little more background to that question. Just what are what are you thinking? Do you have any more specifics? So, so 
So I know Jesus is coming is coming back. Um, Correct. Yeah. But my my question is, other than Jesus, do we have like an up like a, another prophet that might come between the time that uh, Jesus a time in a way and the time uh, Jesus will come down? So I'm just wondering if there's another prophet in between those times that 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 has been mentioned in the Bible. So one place uh, that I know of in Scripture. Um, they're not referred to as prophets, but they're referred to as two witnesses, is in uh, Revelation chapter 11. Um, chapter 11, uh, verses 1 uh, uh, through 14. Um, and they have a very uh, supernatural ministry uh, where they're used by God to, to get the attention of the world uh, during the, the tribulation. Uh, and this is prior to the second coming of Christ that we see later in the book of Revelation. Uh, so I would... I would look at Revelation 11, um, and, and their ministry, uh, they're referred to as the two witnesses, uh, and it's very prophet-like. I'll, I'll read a couple verses uh, and that describes them, and you'll see how it, it's very similar to the prophets of the Old Testament. It says, And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours the enemy. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the day of their prophecy, and they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Um, and so those are, those are the ones that come to mind uh, when we think of God raising up messengers in the, in the last days. So I hope that's helpful. Yep, yep, right. Thank you very much. You bet. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. It's great to be with you. Hope you're having a great uh, Friday afternoon. The number to call if you've got a question about the Word or things going on in your life is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. It's a great way to be part of today's program. Let's go to Ahmad in Philadelphia. Ahmad, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah, I just had a quick question. Uh, you know, being in college, I go to Catholic University, LaSalle University here in Philadelphia, and I'm, like, engaging always in, like, interfaith conversation. Uh-huh. Uh, I was born, of course, and raised Muslim, but one of the things that I, like, when I'm talking to my Catholic friends and my Christian friends, uh, like, when we're just, you know, friendly having a, you know, a discussion about what we believe and what we believe to be the truth, something that I always say as a Muslim is that, you know, when I worship God. I just worship the one who created me. But when I'm listening for like the Christian perspective, it's like taking a specific person as God. So how can I, like someone who's seeking the truth, trust or like have 100% conviction that a man is supposed to be God when my belief is supposed to be, no, the one who created me, the one who, the Lord of the heavens and the earth, that's the one who I should worship. So how, why should I put my trust into a man that, you know, I don't know, like there's no 100% proof. Well, well from the Muslim perspective, it's like, it's like you're, you're on the safe side because you're not worshiping a specific person or specific idol or no right. things. You're specific. You're just you're devoting your worship to the one who created you, the yeah. one God. So yeah. I just wanted to get clarification. Like, how can I be, you know, how can I trust that your perspective or the Christian perspective or the Catholic perspective of that one man is God and going to give me salvation? Yeah. It's a great question, and you're really right. Uh, Christianity and the teaching of the Bible hinges on Jesus being God, uh, that God uh, came down in human flesh to where he was all man and, and all God, 
uh, died for our sins and uh, rose again. And I think that the clearest place in the scripture where it, it declares that that Jesus is God is in John chapter 1. Um, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that, that was made. So it, it's speaking of Jesus, that Jesus is the Word, and, and Jesus is God, and Jesus is the creator of the universe. And then in verse 14 of John 1, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the Word who created all things, uh, and, and Jesus is the Word who came down in, in human flesh. Um, and I, I think a great uh, place to start would be to read the book of John, read the Gospel of John, because uh, it uh, clearly presents Jesus not as a man, but, but Jesus as God, God in human flesh, and begin to examine those things uh, and see if it, it it's it's provable. And then also another thing to consider is the resurrection of Christ. You know, Jesus claimed to be God, and he, he predicted his death and his resurrection three days later. Uh, and if he didn't rise from the dead, uh, then he's he's a liar. He's a lunatic. But if he did rise from the dead, then his claims are true. He is who he says he is. He is indeed God. But you're you're right on the the right track. You know, to continue examining um, the is Jesus God, and if if he is God, uh, then uh, to surrender my life to him and receive his free gift uh, uh, upon the cross for for salvation. So. I don't, I don't know if that's helpful or if you've got more questions. Yeah, I just have one thing. Like, you, you said something about the Word. Like, what I'm always hearing is that, you know, Jesus is the the, gore, uh, the Lord, the Son, and the, the Holy Spirit. And now you're telling me there's a fourth thing, which is the Word? So the, he, it's a title that's given to Jesus in, in John chapter 1. Yeah, it refers to Jesus as being the Word. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Um, so it's a title that's given to Jesus, yeah. Okay. Is there anything else, like a, another category, which, you know, would be mentioned, like attributed to him? So you have the, the Lord, Son, uh, Holy Spirit, the Word. Is there anything else? Those are no, the prime... like from, from my perspective, it's just like, you know, it's one God. It's the right. law, you know, the, the one who created everything, and that's it. And then I just focus my worship or my, right. my you know, my whatever to one figure. Right. Or, you know, that one being. Whereas, right. you know, in Christianity, that like... Which 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 one do I worship? Do I worship the the, the word, the son, the the spirit, the God, the Lord? Which one? The right. Father? Which one do I right. worship? Right. And so this is connecting on the concept of the Trinity, um, and it's difficult to understand inside of Christianity. But the Bible teaches that there's one God, with three distinct pe- persons: the Father, the Son, and the, the Holy Spirit. And so similar to how we are a triune being, we have a body and a soul and a spirit. Uh, you know, but we're one person. So, so God, it's one God. It's not like there's three separate gods. It's monotheistic, uh, but there's three distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the, and the Holy Spirit. And then inside of that triune being, Jesus is the Son, and there's several titles that are given to Jesus. He's, he's the Son of God. He's, he's the Lord. He, he's the Word, but, but it's all referring to, to, to Jesus. So, Are they independent of each other, or are they like all like join like for example you gave the example of the body and the soul like for me and you yeah. like, we all know that if like a if you know if you die you still your body's still there but your soul is you know wherever it goes so your body doesn't function it doesn't work without the soul in it so 
right. according to the Christian belief, how does that work with, with God? Yeah. Like if one of them, for example, when the son died, did that, you know, was it was it fine? Was it independent from the four other, you know, aspects? Or was it like, did it affect in any way? Yeah, they are very much connected to each other to the point where Jesus says, if you've seen me, you, you have seen the Father. Um, and, and so they can't be separated from from each other um, to be to be separate units. There's three distinct persons that are are one unit. Um, so I've got a good resource for you too. There's a great web, website called gotquestions.org, um, and it has some great articles. Like uh, if you type in the search engine, uh, is is Jesus God or what what does the Trinity mean? Um, it, it'll it'll give you some great articles to read through, and I'm just excited that you're having these conversations and 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 searching these things out. And obviously, I really believe that Jesus is God, and and He will reveal that to you. And and as you continue to to search, so I, I really appreciate the conversation. Yeah, thank you, man. It was a great discussion, and hopefully, man, can you know whatever the truth is can come out to everyone, and we all can be united on the truth. Yep, the truth is what matters. So, yep, that's My awesome. Man. Thank you. Okay, God bless you. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to uh, Stacy in Greeley. Stacy, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really good, thanks. How are you? Doing great. Good. Um, I just had a question. So with my life, I'm probably at a point where I probably should look into a career. But at the same time, I want to, like, make sure, like, that what I'm doing is, like, like I, I can still focus on God. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. not part-time, but I want my job to very much do something that has to do with God and stuff. So I was just curious if you could just give me advice on, like, searching for, like, a career, but making sure that, like, God's in that decision. How do I know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. God wants me to do one thing over the other? Yeah. You know, there's a verse that I take a lot of comfort in. It's Psalms uh, 37, verse 4. It says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of of your heart. Um, And if you take those things independent of each other, it could be dangerous. If we just follow the desires of our heart and we're not first delighting in the Lord, uh, we'll go off track. But if our first love is the Lord, uh, then oftentimes in these questions, uh, we can ask, well, what, what's on my heart? What, what would I enjoy to do? You know, if, if God's my, my first love, uh, then, then I, I can examine my heart and go, what has he placed on my heart to do? Also, in the mm-hmm. book of Philippians, it tells us he works within us to will and do uh, his good pleasure. And so you can uh, examine your heart and really ask that question, what would I like to do? What would I, what would I enjoy to do? You know, what, what, mm-hmm. what am I gifted at? What comes uh, uh, naturally? Um, and begin to explore those, those avenues and those questions. And then also remember, any work can be worshiped to the Lord, you know, and so... Right. Uh, um, you know, the Lord may allow you to do something uh, that you really enjoy, or it may be something that you really don't enjoy. But either way, mm-hmm. whatever whatever the work is, we can do it under the Lord, and and it can be uh, a worship uh, to the Lord. So, can I pray for you and pray that God helps you unpack this as you try to figure out what what career God wants you to have? Yeah, and can I just ask one more quick question? Yeah, you bet. Um, 
okay, so if I get a job, how do I make it so that, like, like I get it, but I also know that I need financial stability. Uh-huh. And so, obviously, God knows what I need, and he's my provider at the same time, too. But is it kind of, like, wrong for me to want a job where I'm, like, financially stable? Like, is that is that so wrong? Or, or should I just, like, look toward God and be like, you're, like, my provider and really... Like, you know what? I want you to stay with me because we're going to head to a break and I'll answer your question, okay? So, so okay. stay with me and we're going to go to a break. And so thank you guys so much for, for listening. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. And we will be right back. We're going to take a quick break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. I have the privilege of pastoring at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs, but today I am live in studio at Calvary Aurora. Thank you so much for listening. Hope that you're blessed and encouraged. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go back to Stacy online too. Stacy, are you still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. No, it's not wrong to uh, desire that financial uh, stability and look for a job that's going to provide uh, for your needs. You know, one of the things that we see in the book of Ephesians, uh, God writes to someone who's struggling with stealing and says, stop stealing, go work, and, and through work, you're going to have the opportunity uh, to have physical provision to give to someone who, who's in need. So, uh, you know, fi- financial stability is, is not wrong as long as our hearts stay in the right place of, mm-hmm. of trusting and loving the Lord. You know, the scripture says that the love of money is the root of all evil, but money in and of itself is, is not evil. And I, in fact, I think it is good godly wisdom uh, to try to put together a plan uh, to be stable uh, financially and then look for opportunities to be able to give uh, and invest through what, what God has given uh, in, in blessing others. So. Awesome. Okay, yeah. thanks. That's yeah. fine. Well, let me, let me pray for you. Father, thank we, you. Th- we thank you for Stacy and uh, Lord, as she's just looking for a career and, and, and not wanting to lose sight of you uh, in that process, Lord, we know that that can be easy to do. Uh, may she just find herself delighting in you and then you giving her the desires of, of her heart, God. And and so, Lord, would you guide her, direct her, open doors uh, for her. Um, and we just pray that you would uh, provide for her. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You bet. God bless you. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's go to Sarah in Broomfield. Sarah, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. So I have a question for you. You bet. All right. 
So um, I gave my life to Christ uh, a little over a year ago. Awesome. And I found myself in this habit uh, recently. I don't know if it was a habit, but I'm hoping you can help me with some discernment here. Where I was blaming, like, every negative thing that happened in my life or every negative feeling that I had mm-hmm. on the enemy. Yeah. When I, then I was like, wait a minute, maybe some of this is just like old habits die hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you discern, like, are we constantly being attacked by the enemy? Or is there some, like, like as I get closer with Jesus and I'm developing, we're developing a relationship together, mm-hmm. it's like it becomes clearer and clearer what comes from him, right? Because I can find right. it in the Word, right? Right. right. So, so that becomes more simple, which is great. Yeah. But then, like, the day-to-day stuff, oh, that's the enemy, oh, that's the enemy, or that's the enemy. And I don't want to, like, celebritize him at all whatsoever. So it's like, how right. much of this is just me? You know right. what I mean? Yep. Just trying to, like, just let go and put my trust and faith in Jesus. Yeah. Well, I think, So can you help me with yeah. discernment when something comes at me, instead of just putting it off as, that's the enemy, and, like, he's attacking me, and, mm-hmm. like, as opposed to maybe I'm just supposed to do some work with Jesus on a situation that's just, like, him kind of clearing out some things in my life and I'm being sanctified and so forth. Can you help me with that? Like what to ask, what questions to ask Jesus and what, what I should be doing when something in my life comes up and instead of just passing it off as, Oh, it's the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yep. Yeah. I think I, I think I understand your, your question. And I think the answer to your question really is found in, in that part where you said, um, you know, it's being becoming more and more clear what is from the Lord? You know, as you look in the Lord's Word, and you're you're developing this relationship with Jesus, He's your good shepherd, and you're recognizing His voice. You know, His voice in His Word, uh, His voice as He is He's speaking to you. And I think God's Word is going to be the key ingredient to help you understand. Okay, this is the enemy, and no, this is this is me. This is something that I need to take responsibility for. Um, and so, you know, there's a balance there. Uh, sometimes we're looking for Satan under every rock or, or there are things that we need to take responsibility for that's really not anything to do with Satan. It's my own sin, like you're describing, these, these old habits that, that die hard. Like Satan didn't necessarily make me lose my temper. I, I chose to lose my temper. And so... I've got so to, we weren't baited in, yeah. Right. Exactly. I, okay. I, I got to take ownership of that. But then, but then there's other times where Satan is attacking and, and he is, you know, planting those seeds of doubt about God's word. Or, you know, uh, the, you know he'll put that temptation out there and then we, we chose to take the bait. But I really think God's word and, and the voice of Jesus is going to be the one that helps to to separate okay no this is something i need to take responsibility for and this is something where okay the enemy is attacking me and so jesus please help me to to withstand the attack of 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 the enemy so and do you think like the enemy really like his attacks are more geared towards things that would create doubt uh in jesus as opposed to personality like obsessive compulsive thoughts and so forth are those more you think like our will you know what i mean choosing to not you know or so do you think the way i guess what i'm asking is i guess there's no blueprint Mm -hmm. but i do find myself i I find things that are you know love peace patience kindness and Mm self-control those things those things that produce those things thoughts actions people those things clearly to me come from jesus christ yes um 
However, I do have some, like, OCD things that go on in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so is that just probably me? Just, yeah. You know, um, or is that is that something like the enemy? Because I just, I find that I just, that there was a time where I was just like, oh, that's the enemy attacking me, or that's, the, you right. know what I mean? But then I heard from somebody that, you know, the enemy can't be everywhere at once or something like that, and I right. try not to get into too much of what I haven't read yet, because I feel like if I haven't been led there yet, then I'm okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think, and just to answer your question honestly uh, and frankly, is that uh, the, the OCD part is probably more in your personality than necessarily the enemy attacking you. Um, and, and so I think you're on the right track. You know, keep going to the Word, keep going to the voice of your shepherd. Um, and I would say probably more the, the, the OCD things that you're feeling, that, that's probably more inside of your own personality than necessarily the enemy attacking. Okay, perfect. That yeah. really helps out. That, so then I can just, like, relax, lean into the Word, and then hopefully, you know, it always ends up working. As soon as I open the Bible, it's just like, it's like Drano. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like yep. I become immediately unclogged. It's awesome. Well, Sarah, so let me pray for you. It's really exciting what God's doing in your life. Let me, let me pray for you. So I appreciate that, sir. Lord, thanks so much for Sarah. Thank you for uh, bringing her to you. And Lord, we're just so thankful for what you're doing in all of our lives. And I pray that you would just uh, help her to be able to decipher what is the attack of the enemy, uh, Lord, and maybe what is stuff inside of, of her own personality and, and just things that you're growing her in. So Jesus, would your voice just continue to be strong in her life and your love for her? And uh, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for calling. All right, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for joining me. The number to call if you have a question is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. I'm going to jump over and uh, take some texts that have come in. It says, pray for my mom. I had hip surgery Tuesday she recovered greatly. Thank you. Uh, she's in a nursing home. Uh, now hope she'll be home soon. Yeah, let's let's pray for your mom for sure. That's tough stuff. So, Father, uh, we thank you that this hip surgery went well and uh, give you glory for that. And as her mom is uh, in in the nursing home now, we, we do pray that uh, that would be a short time and that recovery would go quickly and that she could come home soon and that the whole family would feel your presence as they walk through this uh, together. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Some more text questions that have come in. Um, it says, hi, how do I found I find out God's vision uh, for my life? This is a good question. Um, and I may be too simple, um, but uh, I think sometimes we make this more difficult than it ought to be. Uh, Jesus told us to, to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself to really know him and to make him known. Uh, and Jesus died and rose again uh, on the cross uh, for our sins so that we could be in relationship with him. And that's really the vision of our lives is that we're loved by God and we get the joy of, of getting to know his love and sharing that with others. And then God has a great way of working out uh, the details uh, from there. So I would just encourage you to continue to focus on the love of Jesus Christ and, and love the Lord and love others and you'll you'll be in that that right place. So let's go back to our phone lines. Let's go to James in Montebello. James, welcome to the program. Yes. How you doing today? 
I'm doing fantastic. First, I'd like to just say God bless us all. And then uh, my question would be um, John John one thirty seven. Okay. It says the two di- the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. And you read further down in it, and you see um, that one of them was Andrew, but I can't find anywhere um, in the Bible that it, does it mention the other. Yeah, I think, you know, following the the flow there, you do have John one thirty seven where it says that the two disciples heard him speak and they followed him, um, and uh-huh. then verse forty three, uh, you see the following day Jesus went to go to to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him, uh, "Follow me." And so, um, off the top of my head, I don't know that we know uh, clearly what that that second disciple was. Yeah, that's what I was at. And 30, 43, that's my verse. That's how I was saved. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he just came. I wasn't even looking for him. And, um, you know, I might want to just say something about what you guys were talking about earlier, about the gentleman who was uh, talking about um, worshiping the, the sun. And you guys are talking about Jesus, but right. I just wanted to kind of point out that you know there's only way one way through uh, to heaven, and that that is through through Jesus. So. That's right. Yep, He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him, huh? Right, right. And it kind of just seemed, you know, I mean, I, it was just a great discussion you guys were having, and, mm-hmm. and I was just so so blessed to hear it. So I just wanted to just kind of put that in there. Awesome. Yeah. And I just can't figure out who the second disciple is, you know, because like I said, 43 is my verse. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how I was saved. And I just, you know, this, that little whole section right there. And I'm just like, I just want to know who the other one is. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. think, you know what, I, you know, I think about it and I think it's, you know, the people who are, you know, now, now that you bring it into to the, to the everyday world of now, that I, maybe it just means the people who are who are who are coming to him, you know, as we speak. Yeah, well, lots of stuff to think about. Appreciate it. So, thanks for calling yeah. in, James. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Adam in Colorado Springs. Adam, welcome to the program. Hey, awesome. Yeah. Um, so, God bless you, man. Thanks for doing this and being available. You're welcome. Um, so, um, me and my family, we have a unique situation where uh, my brother is actually quadriplegic. He's a victim of gang, random gang violence and okay. got very badly hurt. And so, um, he's in a wheelchair, and it's it's a whole process kind of getting the whole family coordinated to get down to church every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um which we'd like to do. We love Calvary Live, um, and our place that we go is um, without Pittman at the Calvary Worship yeah, Center. Yeah, it's an awesome church. Um, yeah, just a blessing every mm-hmm. time. I mean, I could almost not even go because he sweeps so many people. I'd wind up bawling like a baby at the end every <laughs> single time. But yeah, um, uh, my question is in regards to tithing, and um, basically, like God moved on my heart, like um, that I. I I guess I don't want to say I should be, but he just moved on my heart about tithing, and um, I went to go do it, and um, I went online and everything, and then this verse popped up, and it was so poignant, and you know, it's right on the website, it's something about, like, don't give begrudgingly or out of necessity or out of need, 
and like the Holy Spirit kind of just like convicted my heart, and I was like, you know, how you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I need to tie, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want it to be like that because uh, I I want to give out a joy in knowing that, but I guess um, so. Is there any way for like people out there who might be in my similar situation, like um, they they feel that call, but they don't want to give begrudgingly because you know I want to please God, I want Him to be happy with me being a cheerful giver, but honestly, that's not where I'm at right now. Yeah, you know. So well, yeah, let me read that section of scripture. It's uh, 2 Corinthians nine. Verse 6 and 7, This I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So I think God really does want us to wrestle through our hearts as we go to give, that it isn't out of obligation or out out of necessity, but really out of a heart that is touched by the grace of God and the goodness of God and, and realizing, man, you, you have forgiven me of my sins. I'm, I'm not giving to try to be right with you. Uh, I'm not trying to give to earn or deserve your favor, but I'm giving in response to the fact that I do ha- have your favor and really have giving be an overflow of, of expression of, of, of grace that God has poured into our lives. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that that verse is there on the website and it hit you. And I would just pray through, you know, uh, your heart mm-hmm. and and being honest with the Lord and saying, God, I do want to be a cheerful giver, um, you know, but I, I'm not there. Um, and and even ask the Lord to put on your heart, you know, that how much He wants you to be to be giving, you know, and and mm-hmm. and, and and then. Just to let it let it flow out of that uh, that that grace that he's poured into your into your life. Um, awesome. But I do think giving is yeah. is something that's very personal between us and the Lord, and that scripture is you know directing us that way. Let each one purpose in his own heart. You know. Oh, and that's so. a good point. I think I overlooked that part actually. Now that you say that, um, that's a very personal kind of part that should probably not be overlooked but <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i always go back to like the old like you know 10 percent, and and you know that's uh whether or not that's the standard or not but i think you know that distinction it automatically lessens the the necessity kind of piece to it and it's more yeah. like well let's just let jesus tell me it could be more it could be less who knows but All right yeah well, let me pray for you Sounds like you got yeah. a lot going on in your life, Adam. So let's mm-hmm. let's pray for you, Father. We we thank you for Adam. We thank you for your your love for him. And Lord, as their family is going through suffering, and you know the, his brother has been been through this uh, terrible violence. Lord, we just we just pray for your goodness and your fresh grace, Lord, to be poured out into their life and their provision and hope. Lord, may they not feel forgotten. May they not feel abandoned. Uh, that you are with them. And I just pray that you would encourage them and you would bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for calling. God bless you. Oh, yeah. God bless you too, man. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. Thank you so much for calling in. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. 
I'm going to jump over and take some of your texts uh, that you've sent in. Thanks so much for, for sending these in. Uh, Pastor, could you please pray for my husband and myself uh, from the stresses of us working opposite shifts and raising three young boys? Uh, we've been uh, feeling very overwhelmed, and both have been very quick to anger, especially towards our sons. Please pray for us to trust the Lord and to give us strength and peace. would love to to pray for you. Um, yeah, Father, we just lift up this, this family to you, and I can just uh, feel the stress, Lord, is there working these two different shifts and kind of passing uh, in, in the night, Lord, uh, and the, these young boys, these blessings from the Lord, God. And, and many times as parents, we get to that place where we are overwhelmed and can respond out of our, our anger. And Lord, I just pray that you would give them your grace, that you give them your peace, and, and, and that you give them patience and wisdom. And if there's a, a way, Lord, that the, um, their schedules can change and, and provision, Lord, I just pray for provision for this family as well. And so, Lord, as they're listening this afternoon and just in this place where they're, they're overwhelmed, we, we claim your promise, uh, Lord, that your strength is made perfect in our weakness and that when our heart is overwhelmed, that you'll lead us to the rock that, that's higher than I. So, Lord, we, we just lift them up to you and pray your blessing upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, text question that has come in, it says, Is John the Baptist one of the sealed in Revelation 7, or is he part of the great cloud uh, of witnesses? So Revelation 7, 9. So let's look at Revelation 7, 9. And the question is, is that uh, John the Baptist? So Revelation 7, uh, verse 9, it says, And after these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which uh, no one could number, of all nations, tribes, and tongues, standing before the throne of God and before the land, clothed with white robes and with palm branches in their hands. And so I don't, I don't think that this is a reference to uh, John the Baptist. Uh, this is a reference to uh, the multitude that's gathered around uh, the throne room of God. So that's the best way that I know how to, to answer that question. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We do have a few minutes left in today's show, 303 690 also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. A text that has come in, it says, How do you help a friend who's struggling uh, with Calvinism? First, I want to just cover what uh, Calvinism is and what that, what that teaching is. Um, there is five points uh, of Calvinism, but in, in a nutshell, um, it's, a, it's an emphasis on the teaching uh, that we're chosen by God. Um, and that is a teaching in Scripture that we are uh, predestined and chosen uh, by God. But then also uh, we see in, in Scripture that God has given us a free will. And the Arminianist uh, view focuses a little bit more on uh, free will. And the Calvinist view uh, focuses more uh, on the, the predestined view. And a lot of people feel like you've got to be pushed into one camp or uh, the other. But in fact, uh, the Bible does uh, teach that we're chosen by God, but also that we have the ability to choose God by faith or to reject Him. So we are chosen by God, but yet we also have uh, the ability to choose. Um, kind of what can happen sometimes 
uh, with Calvinism is there is extreme Calvinism, uh, which uh, teaches that God has ordained some people to hell, and they haven't uh, been given the opportunity, they don't have the opportunity to even be saved. Um, and I don't think that that uh, lines up with Scripture, because we know that uh, Jesus died for, for all uh, of our sins. And then uh, sometimes in Calvinism, there can also be um, a focus more upon the five points than upon uh, Jesus Christ. So in answer to your question, I would encourage them uh, to be in the Word. And in the Word, we find the beautiful balance uh, between God's predestination and man's uh, free will and not to get overly concerned about being in in one camp or the other. So that's a long question to that answer, but I I hope that that's uh, helpful. I think uh, we do uh, have uh, one more caller uh, that uh, uh, we can have time for. Let's go to Ray in Denver. Uh, Ray, welcome to the program. Ray, are you there on line two? All right, let's uh, go back to some texts that that have come in. Hey, Pastor Eric, do all uh, believers have uh, spiritual gifts? If so, how can I uh, learn what mine is? Thank you, Mark. So we do know from Scripture that God has given us uh, spiritual gifts. In Ephesians chapter 4, that is declared uh, to us that that Jesus, uh, when he rose uh, from the dead, he, he gave gifts uh, uh, to men. So I'll go ahead and read that uh, to you. If Ephesians 4, 7 says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ. Therefore, he says, When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now it is he that ascended, what does it mean, but that he also first descended in the lower parts of the earth? Who descended is the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he may fill all things. And so he gave gifts to all men. So you have received a spiritual gift from the Lord uh, the moment that you uh, were saved. And um, so how do you discover what that spiritual gift is? I think the best way is to start serving. And and if you are serving, to continue to serve. And as you serve, it's going to become evident what your spiritual gift is. And let me give you a, a few examples. Um, so you're going to quickly see, like, I'm really wired toward teaching. I like to explain God's word to people. Then you probably have the gift of teaching. Or maybe you find yourself, as you're serving the body of Christ, really moved towards mercy. You know, I I really feel compassion for what they're going through. And you have, have the heart of mercy. You've been given uh, the gift of mercy. Or maybe as you're serving, you're going, my goodness, this could sure be organized better. Uh, you probably have the, the gift of administration. Or as you're serving the body of Christ, you find yourself lovingly challenging people. Uh, then you have the gift of exhortation. So I would read Romans 12 and then uh, also 1 Corinthians 12, where you see the list of spiritual gifts begin to serve and ask that as you're serving, that God would really make it evident uh, what your what your spiritual gifts are. And I want to pray for you. Lord, I, I thank you for this listener that sent in this uh, text question. And Lord, would you just help them to really discover uh, their spiritual gifts? And, and as they serve, that it'd be really evident if they have the gift of mercy or the gift of teaching or the gift of helps 
or the gift of administration. And Lord, we know that you have uh, gifted them, uh, Lord, for your purposes. And so, Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Another text question that's come in says, What does the Bible say about praying to the saints? Also, like praying to guardian angel. So, we never find it in Scripture where God encourages us to pray to uh, a saint. He always directs us to to pray directly to God, and that makes complete sense. You know, why would why would I go to a believer? You know, even if we did have access to a believer that has has died and, and is in heaven, why would I go to them when I could go to God? You know, God is so much greater than the Apostle Paul. God is so much greater than Peter, and we have direct access uh, to God. So we're, we're always directed to God in our prayer and not to saints or to guardian angels. And this seems to be a, fit, a pitfall for humanity. We want to get our attention on men or get our attention on angels, and our attention is to be on uh, Jesus Christ and really look to him uh, and not to look to saints or or look uh, to angels. And if you're wanting to research this more, read the first six chapters of the book of Hebrews because it really puts a, a clear focus upon Christ and not upon angels or uh, upon uh, saints. Well, gang, it's been great to have you with me today. I'm so glad uh, that you listened to, to Calvary Live. I hope that you've been encouraged and that you have been blessed and the Lord's met you in a great way. And as you head into your weekend, I always want to encourage you to make time to, to be in God's house. God tells us to not forsake the assembly together with believers, and we need fellowship. God does great work in our hearts as we fellowship together. So may God bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.